What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Faster than a speeding bullet. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Dolls, the cuddle and coo, elephants, bears that puddle and poo. 
build a toyland town all around the Christmas tree. And then they're gonna burn it down. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus is coming to town. Hey there, boils and ghouls. Welcome to Chuckles Crypt, only on RhodeIslandFreeRadio.org. And uh, we started the show off, the top of the show off, with Alice Cooper's Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And across the table from me is Detective No Face. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, of course, running the board is Tony Jones. That's a good opener right there. It is. And absent because of his, I think he's lost again inside of a cemetery trying to find... Uh, H.P. Lovecraft uh, is George Garner, which Don't he will do that. be. The security guards will chase you out of there. Yeah, <laughs> he will be with us shortly, though. And uh, that song right there is just telling you out there that there is such things as good Christmas music. Yeah, yeah but any song about Santa kind of makes me mad. He only gave me coal my whole <laughs> childhood. Oh, you deserved it. You're a bad boy. Uh, heavy metal and Christmas music is great. I think there's other good. Christmas music out there as well. Uh, some of the '80s Christmas songs are good. Yeah, there's definitely a few. I mean, it's it's just got to be your pick. And uh, I'm I personally am a big fan of Elvis, so I like Elvis's Christmas records. So there is such thing as good Christmas music, but there is such a thing as playing too much Christmas music. Absolutely. Oh yeah, like those stations that play nonstop music. And Christmas started music. right after like Halloween. Yes, and that's what I'm talking about. But when you get to after Chris, or I mean after Thanksgiving, in the Evil Clowns book, it is 100% okay to start playing your version of Christmas music that you enjoy. I mean, there's com- there's goofball like co- comedian Christmas music out there. There's like Weird Al Yankovic, you know, one of my favorite songs, Christmas at Ground Zero. <laughs> oh yeah, the um, the Night Santa Went Crazy, also very yep, good one. That's a good one. The video to that is great. Uh, if you've never checked that out, do so up on YouTube there. They have it up there. Now, we're going to start things off with some nerd news because we got quite a bit to get through. And uh, we're going to start on a sad note. Um, if you guys didn't know, um, you're going to know now. Carol Spiney, uh, the gentleman that played Big Bird and uh, was puppet- well, the pet- puppetry guy behind Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch passed away. Uh, he was also um, a friend to a lot of local puppeteers around this way. He is a, a New England native. Uh, so that, that's a bit on the downside. Uh, Benson, uh, I can't say his real name, so I'm going to call him Officer Benson from Deep Space Nine, the guy that was able to change himself into certain creatures and whatnot. Uh, probably one of the best parts of Deep Space Nine was his character uh, passed away. 
And Robert Walker Jr. Uh, passed away as well, another Star Trek guy. So the Star Trek um, community took a hit this weekend. Uh, so that's not good. Welcome, George Garner. And I can see you're wet from your years outskirts of trying to find out where hp lovecraft's gravestone was i hope you found it uh yes i did uh I've ha actually i've had some knowledge of that for some time i'm wet because i tried to make it from where i parked my car outside this west warwick studio inside without being dumped on by the uh the uh, acid rains of west warwick and without getting mugged well actually it's not so much mugged as yeah Ch chuckles you got it right i mean it's the yeah, when it drips off the edges of the buildings especially, yeah. it seems to do strange things to your hair and your clothes. Yeah, definitely does. And we, we were talking, uh, we do, going on with some nerd news, and we were talking about the fact that we lost uh, Yeah, I heard the tail. I, I heard the tail end of it as I came in, and uh, this is, yeah, this great, isn't good stuff. No, and, and Sesame Street is celebrating 50 years. Yeah, yeah and he was just, just at Comic-Con last good. month, yeah. he. I don't know if he looked good, Tony. I've seen him there before, and... Uh, he looked in better shape. Like he definitely looked pretty ill. They had gloves on his uh, sock, gloves on his hands, uh -oh. and he's he was crouched over in his wheelchair. He wasn't looking the greatest. Uh, we've seen him there before, where he was standing upright and everything. Yeah, came in a little late. How old was he when he? Eighty-five. Uh, that's so. not, that's not bad for a bird. No, <laughs> it, but he's still a big part of that show, and uh, well, he's a, a puppetry a legend. So if you want to see something cool, uh, something nostalgic for all you people around our age, um, there's actually a video of Big Bird and Mr. Rogers together from Sesame Street that I watched the other day. Um, it's on YouTube, which is pretty cool. That has to be pretty cool because those guys were kind of like competitors growing up, weren't they? Kind of. They were yeah. on the same channel, though. But when I was a kid, that was pretty much you watch Sesame Street. Then you watch Mr. Rogers right after. It was like the cool thing to do. <laughs> right. Right. And also... Uh, couple anniversaries to touch on uh, of course december 8th we, we lost uh one of the best beatles that's my opinion uh we lost john lennon and today is the 15 year anniversary of losing dimebag daryl yeah. uh from so yeah did you just wake up this morning and decide you know i'm going to come into the studio and do my show tonight and really Friggin' depressed George Garner. I'm sorry, man, but that's... And by the way, it takes a lot to depress me. Usually I consider death and, uh, you know, like a very entertaining subject, but not when you get down to the people that you're naming now. Yeah. I'll tell you. And I'm not the biggest metal fan, but he was shot by a fan, right? Yeah, yeah that went crazy because they were broken up. Way to get your band back together by shooting the dude. So now they, that's no chance that that's going to ever happen. Yeah, that was, um, you mentioned John Lennon. That was, it wasn't the direct reason, but it was, I guess you would say it was a roundabout reason for uh, that. Uh, well, I won't use the FCC prohibited word I want to use on the radio, but that shot John Lennon. Yeah. Um, basically... You know, it wasn't an immediate thing. Or you broke up the band, and I'm killing you. But that's why. Yeah. I mean, basically, what that's what it comes down to. So basically, John Lennon, Dimebag Daryl, because they had the horrible, the horrible bad judgment to break to leave their band or break up their band when it was on top, instead of waiting until it started to suck. Right. I mean, that's that's basically what it comes down to. I mean, the Beatles had reached that point in time where I I personally think, though, this is me. I know a lot of people are going to say Yoko Ono broke them up. Yes, it had parts to do with that. But they had already reached their, their climax in, in their career. And I think, like, 
they had already done what they were going to do. Yeah, I think, yeah, because if you listen to, and again, I'm not an expert on the Beatles. I mean, I respect their accomplishments, but I'm not the biggest Beatles fan as far as listening to their later music. But um, if you listen to those albums, you can see all four of them going in four different directions. Right. I mean, and that, and that started long before Yoko Ono showed up on the scene. As even I think the biggest John Lennon fans will have to uh, acknowledge. Yoko also set set a precedent for anybody dating someone in a band till this day, right? Everybody says, "Oh, she's a Yoko." Yeah. <laughs> the Beatles they actually were having talks about doing a reunion album before uh, Lennon was shot. I actually saw an interview with John Lennon on YouTube a while back where he was mentioning that, which to me, having not known that, was a little bit surprising. That's odd because I thought. You know, that just tells you, I guess, that you can't believe everything you hear in the uh, marketing because when uh, Lennon released Double Fantasy and that he promoted that as starting, I mean, the songs that he released said starting over. I mean, that was the furthest thing of, you know, imaginable from, hey, let's get back with my old band. Yeah, it was not supposed to be like a full-time reunion, but he, was, uh, he mentioned that he had been talking to Paul and that the idea was out there that they could do a reunion album at some point. Like one album, a tour, and yeah, something like that type of thing. Didn't they also consider going out with uh, John Lennon's son at one point when he was doing his solo stuff? Uh, that uh, would have been weird. With the, the other, you mean the other three Beatles with John Lennon's with son Ju- with Julian Lennon? Yeah, yeah, the three original Beatles with a kid with absolutely none of his father's talent. Yeah, that that would have been weird. The problem right? is that he yeah. he sucks. <laughs> yeah, the only thing he inherited from his father was the looks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. He he definitely inherited his mother's uh, musical. Oh. Ineptitude, Yodeling. yeah, yeah, it definitely <laughs> did. Uh, so let's do some positive notes uh, that in the nerd news, and, and there is some, and there's some really good ones to get you going for the season. Uh, so we went on the sad side of the metal, but let's go on the happy side of the metal there, and that is, uh, let's see where I put that. Um, Glenn Danzen. And Julia Sands are working on a vampire western movie to come out uh, within the next year. So that seems like it's going to be pretty uh, interesting to see what their take on that is. I don't know. Has anything Glenn Danzig done for the past like several decades been interesting? Well, maybe, sure. maybe this will be. Who, who did you say he's collaborating with? Uh, S- S- Julian Sands. Hmm. Does that ring a bell with anybody? Yeah, he's a famous actor. Uh, yeah, but, but I mean, as far as producing and stuff. No, no, it doesn't. But who knows? It, it could be good. We can hope for the best, but you're not going to get another Rob Zombie uh, House of a Thousand Corpses Oh, no, there. definitely not. I, I, I would not give my hopes up for that. It was kind of like, uh, was it Wes Craven's, or was it Wes Craven? Who, John Carpenter's Vampires, when they did it with, um, uh, what the heck's his name there? Uh, uh, what, why am I drawing a blank? I think I need more caffeine in my yeah, head. Plus, you're drawing a blank because these um, fact finders that we keep hiring and yeah. firing, it's like we haven't yet found a reliable one. No, Bon Jovi. It had Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, it. okay. And uh, everybody was like, oh, this is going to suck. And it was actually a pretty decent vampire flick. Um, so that that's that. Scientists have discovered a 430-year million year old fossil and have named it after Cthulhu <laughs> because this thing actually looks like a Cthulhu birth child. It's very weird looking. Get the, get the chance, look that up on the internet there. Tentacles and all. Huh? Yeah, tentacles and all. 140, or 430 million. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? 
where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Year old species. Wow. Yeah. Half a billion years. Yeah. That goes back to Lovecraft's uh, timetable of the universe a little bit, too. It definitely does. They're going to take it out on tour with the Rolling Stones. <laughs> now, here's one that I was actually happy to see, but in the same sense, I'm baffled by that. And that's the new Ghostbusters trailer. Yeah. Um, really cool, the fact that they're okay. actually going through with this. Oh, so, th- so they're making a new Ghostbusters. But I'm baffled because it didn't show any of the Ghostbusters main actors. So therefore, you should be afraid, be very afraid to coin a phrase from uh, an old movie trailer. Yes. I, I think they-, they were hiding the best stuff for because le- they don't want to leak too much of it out there. But it... it- I don't know. Well, I think, sorry, I think that, so. That that would be what they were doing. You really think they're hiding the best stuff? Yeah. All right, because I know that because back in the day, if you look at you know, movie history, that's the way they used to do it. Yeah. Like back in the days of uh, what's it, Alien and Jaws. Back we're talking like the seventies. That's how they used to do trailers. That's how they used to be, do all kinds of promotional material. They hide the good hide stuff. Hide the good stuff and just hint around a little yeah. bit. Well, now they just show you the good stuff, and that's and, all that's worth watching right, in the movies. Right, <laughs> which, done. Right, which is why I'm nervous about this. I don't know because what if they're not hiding the good stuff? What if showing you nothing is pretty much all you're going to get when the damn movie comes out? <laughs> I hope not. 2020, July of 2020, it comes out. Hopefully we're wrong. Hopefully it is a great movie. I mean, it's definitely going to be a step above the woman's Ghostbusters. That's all I got to say. But uh, do you know this? I think they've probably yeah. learned some lessons from that one. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Nobody's be learned a lesson from the Fantastic Four yet. Is it, no, but <laughs> Disney is working on a Fantastic Four, and we're going to get to that right now, as a matter of fact, George Talk about Garner. the segues that we don't make up. Disney Plus, if you have not got it, get it. It's worth the $6 a month, whatever you got to pay for it. Or if you got Hulu, or I mean Hulu, I think it's a little cheaper. Uh, if, you, if you're a new Verizon subscriber, uh, for the first year, it's free. Really worth its weight in gold. Uh, between the Star Wars universe that's up there, uh, which... The Mandalorian, which if you haven't seen the Baby Yoda yet, yeah. you're sleeping underneath yeah. a rock. Yeah. That thing's everywhere. Uh, because that thing's everywhere. The old Star Wars, all spoofed up, but the old Star Wars, which is great. Uh, and the new Star Wars, which I know a lot of people don't like, but that's another subject for another show. It also has the Marvel movies up there. Yeah. And one of my favorites is the old school Disney movies. I was able to sit down the other night and watch bed knobs and broomsticks <laughs> and uh th- it's all cleaned up and i was starting to bring back childhood nostalgia uh and, and then we had we watched the sword in the stone the other night so it has all the classic disney movies up there that you can't buy in stores because they put it in the vault and say right bye because bye the, to right it. they want this to be the only way it's accessible to you right, right. now my question though uh bed knobs and Bedknobs and Broomsticks. That is a that's a classically good fantasy movie. And they my, left it in touch. Ah, you anticipated my next yes. question. No, they, no messing with it. No nothing. No, they have said uh, they have 
warnings that this is their original footage and they are not going to edit it. And for people to be on the the weary side of things, because even stuff like Dumbo has still has, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it has Big its time. stuff all inside there that's controversial, but they left it intact. But they also left uh, intact the uh, graphics themselves. No extra CGI. Or no anything. extra CGI. They cleaned them up. Well, they that's okay. They spruced them up yeah. for television, uh, but no CGI extras and whatnot. And I hope to God they never remake Bed Knobs and Broomsticks because the original, you just can't beat that. It's yeah, a good movie. It doesn't need to be remade. No. I mean, Plus, they got universally panned for editing The Simpsons, so I don't think they're going to try that again. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to say also, in addition to all that, they also got like Duckwing, Darkwing Duck and DuckTales and all their classic 90s stuff up yeah, on there, the, too. All the good uh, Disney afternoon, which if you got the Chuckles Crypt, where we talk about the Disney afternoon and all its gloriness uh, back a couple episodes ago. So go back and check that out after you're done listening to this and you get some nostalgia that way. But I, I personally have fallen in love with this thing. Um, I'm ready to get rid of Netflix. <laughs> I'm ready to get rid of WWE, which I don't pay for anyways, but I'm ready to get rid of it. It's still not worth the money, huh? This is worth <laughs> it six bucks. No, I mean, WWE is no, still not worth the money free, not. huh? No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, but this is worth it. And I, I'm not trying to be a spokesperson, which if Disney wants to send me some money my way, I'll definitely be a spokesperson <laughs> for your show. Uh, but it's definitely worth its money in gold. And if you got kids... You can introduce them into the old stuff, the old and good stuff there. The old animated. Yeah, and why not? I mean, I've been doing that with my daughter, and she absolutely loves the old Mickey Mouse stuff. And it's it's great to be seeing another generation catching up into the good stuff. It was great hearing her uh, when we were in the other room and the DuckTales song came on. That's the best song ever. <laughs> yeah, singing to it and everything. She loved it. So it's... It, it's good times if you if you don't have cable, you don't need it. <laughs> you got all no, these just, prepaid yeah. stations that you can get and everything now. It's just cable is a dying dinosaur. It really is. The only ones that have cable uh, are the people that are a little older that don't really get the whole subscription to services and whatnot. Right. Or right, right. some of the people that are just. You know, they just want cable because it's an extra five bucks like me. It only costs five dollars extra for me to have cable. So I do watch Ghost Adventures and uh, the new uh, ghost shows that are up there. So it's, yeah, it's well, worth it, it. No, this is true. I mean, cable is actually cheap. I mean, the, the whole reason that the service services are expensive is for the, the Internet, the yeah. wireless. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, amazingly enough. I mean, I was I was looking at a cable package. Right. I mean. Only the last, the thing, I forget the numbers, it was a while back, but the, say the damn thing was like $150, right? Only the last 20 or $30 is for the cable. Right. They get you. They know that a lot of people are going to be going to these subscriptions, and they're using their computers and whatnot, and they know. Yeah. So they're like, well, we're going to jack the prices up at this and come up with a newer, faster right. internet that you have to pay for because we're going to provide you with the slug one for the $10 less that you get. Or you can get the new faster one that we just released for another 40 bucks. They know what they're doing out there. They're yeah. not stupid. And the other thing is um, I'll just give a little warning out there to um, everyone within the sound of my voice so that you heard it here first on the Chuckle Show is cable might be going into the shade at the mercy of the streaming services, right? 
watch what happens. Don't get used to paying low prices for the streaming services. Oh, yeah. Because as soon as cable has the final stake hammered through its heart, <laughs> these streaming services, they're being consolidated right now in about three or four companies, would you say? Yeah, about that. Yeah. As soon as that's done, these streaming services are going to consolidate. They're going to have – it's, it's going to be kind of like um, – Back in the day, uh, old-timers may remember when uh, Home Depot appeared on the scene, right, the fix-it-up store. And uh, they put all the uh, mom-and-pop carpentry stores and everything else out of business. And you knew that was going to happen before it even happened, but people still bought at Home Depot because it was a little, couple of dollars cheaper. Same thing is coming now. The streaming services are going to dominate, and they are going to – rip us off in ways that cable could only dream of. <laughs> so um, so so enjoy your $6 per month service now, your $10 per month service now. It you know, I give it a year and they're going to start turning the screws on everybody. Oh, and by the way, Chuckles, don't get rid of Netflix until you watch the third ep- the third season of Stranger Things. No, I won't get rid. That was just me talking out my ass. I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> but just just in case anybody was actually thinking about that, yes, swi- switching one for the other. Yeah, you no, know, watch the third season of Stranger Things. I like that and I, I actually I, I know I'm going to get a rock thrown at my head probably by you or someone outside the studio, but I actually like the Lost in Space series that was up there too. Uh, um, I enjoyed I, that. Uh, I thought it was pretty decent. I thought it was pretty decent. The only thing I didn't think was decent is making Will Robinson like a whining little snowflake. Well, welcome to uh, the millennial era. So they have to make someone a whiny little snowflake and inside that to make someone happy. Yeah, but did it have to be Will? <laughs> Talking about, yeah, someone that is a whiny little snowflake. You can't can't make this, this stuff up. Well, we're going to go down to some music, and Vince Neil is definitely a whiny little snowflake. And bloated. Comes, yeah, to the music industry. But... He's still, uh, well, he's still a legend. So let's go down to Motley Cruz. Kickstart my heart here on Chuckles Crypt, Rhode Island Free Radio dot org. <laughs>
right, that was Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart. Now, I got a little bone to pick about this that's going on. I am a big Motley Crue fan. I have watched them from their worst times to their best times. There's been a lot of worst times. Yes, there has. <laughs> and I have dealt with their 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 albums from their worst to their to best, best times. And, <laughs> and I have stayed a faithful fan. I'm a little pissed off that they have decided after I went, paid all that money to go see their farewell tour. You know what, Chuckles, now you... As a wrestling fan, as a metal fan, you are honestly going to tell me that you are surprised that the farewell tour was not a farewell tour? <laughs> I am surprised it was done so quickly. All right, I'll give you quickly. Yes, it, they barely hit three-year marker, and they're like, oh, we're back out on tour. And I sat back going, I paid all this money to see you with Alice Cooper, you sons of bitches. And then you're coming back out and telling me, you're, on top of it, Nikki Six said that if you ever came back out and toured, that the tickets would be free. Hmm. We are not getting free tickets. Instead, we are getting tickets that start at 150 bucks. Uh, all right, let me stop right here. Now, does this mean that you're going to stop criticizing Kiss for being uh, commercially minded? And uh, no, I never will because Kiss is doing it already. Doing it again, back with the farewell tour. Yeah, but at least their farewell tour was just going on forever, and they're not ending it and starting another one. They've been having like. Eight farewell tours since I've yeah, been a kid. Yeah, yeah, but they managed to justify each and every one of them. Yeah, we got a new band member. Let's have another farewell tour. We yeah, a yeah. new band member. Let's have another farewell tour. Right. We we haven't had another farewell right. tour. Now how many now? How many new band members were in are in Motley Crue now? Uh, none. See, there you go. <laughs> they, they, they the one time they did that was a big mistake yeah, when they had the young lady do the uh, the drumming. Um, those I'm, tickets were actually free if you went to Ozfest. Yes, though, so. yes, they were. But it was uh, that was um, definitely one of Motley Crue's worst times. Now, well, let me say, as a long-suffering Kiss fan, I feel the pain of the long-suffering Motley Crue fans, and I also feel the pain of the long-suffering Guns N' Roses fans. <laughs> Guns N' Roses can stay retired, for as far as I'm concerned. I only liked them back in well when they started. Well, that's the, yeah, but that yeah, you know, but. Just but let's let's be uh, I hate to use the word charitable, but let's keep in mind that there are people crying their eyes out right now over the uh, Guns N' Roses situation. Not me. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> not, us. not. I like Slash by himself. I like Slash with Miles Kennedy. I do not like Slash with the new Guns N' Roses. Uh, I personally thought Axel sounded like shit. And well, uh, now, uh, now I would now I would now appetite for destruction album. I now Axl Rose didn't sound like shit. No, I mean, that, that was a good, now. Oh, oh, you mean if he when he goes out again now? No, when he's playing now, that spaghetti, whatever that hell is, album was horrible, and his stuff that he's doing now is horrible. Even when he was replacing the lead singer from ACDC and he was setting in, it was horrible. So not only does he sound like uh, bleep right now, uh, he kind of looks like it too. He's yeah. pretty Vince Neil. He's yeah, pretty much it. a twin of uh, Ma Fratelli from uh, the Goonies these oh, days. Oh well, yeah. I just okay. I mean, if yeah, if you're talking about him from the after the yeah, Appetite I'm, for Destruction album, I mean, yeah, I, I can't defend that. No, I sucks. love the '90s, like early or late '80s Guns N' Roses. I love that stuff. Yeah, but it all comes down to one album, right? Uh, I even I mean, like, what was what was even the second one? I uh, can't even remember. Yeah, good, good, good call. But I good call. But I know I, I enjoyed most of their music there. Because uh, I know that they released that cover album, didn't they? At some point. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I'm, I'm just not a fan of them now. It's just not going to happen. But my distaste and, and anger goes to the fact where I want that damn free ticket <laughs> to go see Motley Crue, Poison, Def Leppard, and now they added uh, the young lady there, Jonah Jett, to uh, who? Uh, Jonah Hart. Whatever. I don't know. I don't um, know. Can I just say, I'm pretty sure about three years ago, I warned you when you were talking about, oh, it's their retirement tour. By the way, they're going to have another one. <laughs> so it's one of the few times yeah. where yeah, well, I smarted like, you. Like you pointed out, though, it wasn't the fact that they had one. It's the fact that it's only three years. It's, it's the shortness of the time in between that's yeah. really got them. Uh, how old are they? They're not that that old, but they've got to be getting a little bit up there. Probably we'd be thinking like, well, let's squeeze out as many retirement that's tours possible, as we can. Right. Yeah. Before, right. Before we die, instead of retire, and they have yeah. one member of the band that's like significantly older than the other guys, right? Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. But it's it's I want my free ticket. That's what it comes down to. Uh, I'm I'm a little upset about that, and uh, I'm checking right now to see what this Motley Crue um, tour is uh, of 2020 to see what the actual lineup is because i know that they just added some uh chick metal chick to it plus nikki six's radio show is actually pretty good as far as commercial radio shows go but maybe he'll still broadcast from the road yeah i was right jonah jet is gonna be there jonah jet yeah in the black hearts oh joan jet yeah she's gonna be there with them as well so they got a a huge lineup and it's not poison charging the money for the concert it's definitely not Jonah Jett's charging the money for the concert. It's coming up to Motley Crue and Def Leppard making the price so damn expensive. Def Leppard really isn't that bad when it comes to the prices either. It's Motley Crue. Yep. So you're going to lay the blame on them? It's all them? It's all them. Yeah. No, that's it because, I mean, I don't know. I've been to see Def Leppard. Uh, you're lucky because every year that I've wanted to see Def Leppard, I financially can't either afford it or they have Journey with them. <laughs> I am not going to set down through Journey. Uh, I don't care what it is. <laughs> you should be in the car with him and see how fast he changes the radio station when they come on. Oh, I let's put it this way: I would rather listen to Kiss than Journey. Wow! And I have an, on a couple times. I have listened to a couple Kiss songs. I will not sit down and listen to Journey. Unless uh, someone puts it on the jukebox and forces you to, which <laughs> I did a few years back yeah, when we were having you're a jerk. <laughs> But no, I like Def Leppard. You know, I mean, their prices are in line whenever they go out on their own. I mean, it's no. they're a highly talented band. Like, I really want to see them. They're they're talented in the, in the studio. They're talented in the stadium. It's one of those bands I want to see before I pass away. So I gotta I gotta weigh the pros and cons because Alice Cooper is coming with Lita Ford. Okay, Lita Ford sucks. Alice Cooper's gonna be good as always. So that's fifty right. fifty. Motley, I mean, Ozzy's coming with Marilyn Manson. We have another stadium tour coming up with Metallica. And then, of course, we have another, uh, another tour coming around, which uh, No Face and I were talking about yeah. this with Weezer and Green Day. That's the one for me, I think. I, I like can't the best. afford all these really good concerts, so I got to put up. I, I, the Nurse Misery said I can do two of them. Okay, well, I'll help. Ozzy and Manson are both going to be way below their best. Right. Um. Green Day is fake punk. I wouldn't go there if you held the gun to my head that they shot Dimebag Darrow with. <laughs> um, what was the other? Oh, um, Metallica. Metallica. I wouldn't pay to see Metallica if they were on my front lawn 
and they said, please come out here or we'll burn your house down <laughs> if you don't hear us play. I will not pay to see Metallica after what they did. If you look back in history, back in uh, the days. I, I know with, what they did with the with, music with industry. Napster, with the music industry, yeah. like sucking their dicks. and Yeah. So that leaves you, basically. If Put it this way. I've seen Def Leppard live. I've, I've never been a big fan of Def Leppard on radio. It's typical arena pop, okay? If you go see Def Leppard live, especially nowadays after some time has gone by and they've become much better musicians, going to see just Def Leppard play a two-hour set is about five times better than any of those other shows you named except for Alice Cooper. Yeah. And Alice Cooper's going to have the deadweight baggage of Lita Ford, the uh, plastic surgery queen, crawling around after him. I still would. You'd still do Lita Ford? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen pictures. I still would. Yeah, you've seen pictures, but those pictures are airbrushed, pal. That's, that's fine. I think they've been airbrushing her pictures since the days of the runaways. I do corpses. Remember that? So she's she's close to that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Fro- frozen corpses. Let's, uh, we can't. These segues make themselves. Talking about frozen corpses. We'll go down to some Twisted Sister. And, yes, he his radio show is one of my favorites next to mine. Uh D. Snyder. D. Snyder. Although I will say this, he is a douchebag. Uh, all the times I have met him, he has not been friendly at all. Maybe I've caught him on off dates, and other people out there are like, oh, I can't believe that. But every time I've met him, he's been a douchebag. Were you dressed uh, in, no. in character at the time? No, I was not. Well, you've met him three times, right? Yeah. In each time. So that's, if it's once, yeah, maybe it was an off date. But if it's three times, yeah. that's pretty much. Uh, so let's go down. He's still one of my favorite rockers and still one of my favorite bands. Uh, let's go down to Twisted Sister, and this is some Christmas metal for you. Oh, come all ye faithful. Here in Chuckles Crypt, Rhode Island Free Radio, .org.
That is my all-time favorite Christmas album. That was Twisted Sister, and uh, their Christmas album out there is. If you haven't listened to it, do so. It's it's a good, good album. Um, what's a shocker about that album when you find out down the road is that he's singing about Jesus Christ. He's singing about Christmas, and you find out later on that T. Snyder is Jewish. <laughs> But yet, the old mighty dollar. I do too. That's why it's very humorous. The old mighty dollar speaks a lot more than his religion did because he made a damn Christmas album, and it's one of the best. Uh, So check that out. Uh, It's it's worth the listen. Uh, We have some other metal coming up shortly that I've been looking forward to playing, but this is going to have to be a two-parter because we got really too much into the music, and that's what. Chuckles Crypt is about pop culture and music is pop culture. Uh, so we get a little carried away. So we're not going to be able to fit all of this Christmas stuff in, but we'll have another show where we'll be able to do that. But we'll be able to finish, fit some of it in. And we're going to talk about my favorite movies of the Christmas time. And I, I put a short little list up together and uh, you either agree with them or you don't, or you've never watched them. It's, it's that simple. I'm giving you a chance to check them out. Some of them are are very obscure, and, uh, well, some of, uh, one of them is very hard to find, and it's very expensive Mm -hmm. to actually buy the DVD set unless you buy the DVD by itself, and that is Pac-Man's Christmas. Mm -hmm. Hanna-Barbera put that out. Uh, It came out in the 80s. It's Pac-Man and Santa Claus. Used to be up on YouTube, but it ripped it down. And now it's up on small segues and everything cut up to pieces. But the disc itself, you can't get it unless you buy season two. And the season two disc costs us quite a pretty penny to get that sucker. Uh, So that's the only way, unless you find a way of ripping it off or whatnot, that you can physically own that copy of that. Uh, The next one is He-Man and She-Ra's Christmas. Of course, I'm going to like that. Uh, One of my favorite lines of all was with Skeletor when he's, sit, when he's sitting there and they're calling them nice and he's like nice what is I'm not nice <laughs> uh, great movie the next one a lot of people don't think of it as a Christmas movie but I do because it takes time in Christmas and that's Batman Returns and uh, hmm. probably one of my favorite Catwomans and she's she was gorgeous back Michelle in the day Pfeiffer, right? yeah Oh, I'm glad to hear some love for that Catwoman because she is, next to Julie Newmar, she is my favorite Catwoman. Yeah, she is great, and that was a good movie uh, to to the end. Um, I like Danny DeVito being the Penguin. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty great. And I don't think he's had a great role like that since that movie, so it's been a long time. Um, Black Christmas, the original and the remake, if you haven't seen it, do so. I've seen the original. The remake is worth watching. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. It's actually very disturbing. It's uh, right on the same lines of The Hills Have Eyes as far mm. as disturbingness mm. and everything. It's not, it's not a common copy of Hill Has Eyes, but it's just as disturbing with some yeah. of the stuff that's happening. No, Black Christmas, that, that was the uh, forerunner of slasher films. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a good movie. And the remake's just as good. Uh, not better, but it's worth it. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Now, this is one of those movies where, again, they remade it, and the remake is okay. The originals, however, are awesome, and I think there's like five of them. So I was just I just put it on there as a set because the, after the second one, it kind of gets silly. 
Uh, but it's still a great flick. Santa Slaying, another one where yeah. you have Goldberg playing Santa Claus <laughs> with his giant bison pole in the sleigh, and they go around killing people. They killed one of my favorite death scenes was killing the lady Fran, the annoying from the nanny when he yeah. lights her hair on fire and everything like that. That was that was a great scene. Um, if you haven't seen that, do so. Yeah, Goldberg is pretty great in it. Yeah, another one who is uh, he's. Jewish, but yet the almighty dollar came across and he played Santa Claus. So I guess <laughs> it's uh, it's all about the uh, Christmas is all about the old George Washingtons and yeah. Ben Franklin's. I well, guess. Let's, let's keep in mind that Jesus was Jewish. Yep. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, 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 I got to say, I'd rather see him killing people in horror movies than killing people's in careers ring. in the ring these uh, days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got to go back to the movies. Uh, the next one was Jack Frost 2, which is, it was kind of like a Santa, it was a snowman version of Gremlins, and uh, it was just out there. It was in Hawaii, it makes no sense that a snowman is in Hawaii, yeah. but this movie is not to make sense. This movie is to have fun with it, uh, and if you don't have fun with it, you don't have a pulse. Uh, the next one up, a little story behind this, uh, my nephew was about seven years old. And I thought I had gotten the Jack Frost that uh, the PG Jack Frost. The cartoon? Yeah. Uh, nope, I did not. <laughs> I had gotten the Jack Frost Killer Snowman one full with nudity and violence. And he was only about seven years old. Yeah. Uncle of the Year material here said that if you tell your mother that you had watched this, I will never watch another horror flick with you again. Well, if it'll make you feel any better, he probably didn't realize the importance of what he was seeing anyway at well, seven years old. He's turned out to be a fine young gentleman. He's made it to the Air Force or the Army. He's going into the Air Force now. Uh, he's made it through college. He's one of our best actors on the Chuckles and Laughs show. So I I don't think I did too much damage. It's all thanks to you showing yeah. him that movie. It's all thanks to that movie. Uh, the next one is Gremlins. Yes. yes. Yep. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. I don't care what you say, how you say it. Yes, it's a horror slash sci-fi, but it takes place in Christmas time. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, and the little Gremlins presented as a Christmas present. So, yeah. I mean, how could it not be a Christmas movie? It, and it's a great one at that. And the last one is my all-time, it's one of my all-time favorite movies, but it's also my all-time favorite Christmas movie, and that's Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, how can you not like this? It's the best of two worlds. It's Halloween and Christmas, and you get to watch Halloween again around Christmas time. And Tim Burton. Yeah, and it's Tim Burton, right. So it's, there's some great movies for you guys to sit down and watch. It's not your typical uh, Saved by the Bell Christmas runs. <laughs> so... Enjoy them. I mean, sit down with the family. They're not all blood and guts. I mean, couple, most of them are. But that's my list of Christmas movies. So let's go down to some music. Then we'll come back and we'll touch on some uh, Christmas comic books if we have time, which I think we're going to, right? Uh, we have about 10 minutes total left, yeah. yeah no, we're not going to have time to touch on Christmas comic books. We'll have to do that in part two. Uh, let's go down to, and I guarantee you, you will not hear this on the radio uh, of today or of yesterday, but you will hear it on Chuckles Crip around for radio.org. That is Man of War, Kings of Metal, here on Chuckles Crip, Rhode Island Free Radio.org. <laughs>
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to that point in time where uh, we're running out of time. And uh, when next we come back, we will talk about Christmas comics and we'll talk about some of Chuckle's favorite Christmas toys all time. And we'll go around and talk about that as well. Uh, but I think we're going to wrap things up with some music here because uh, I want to get these next two bands in. And uh, we're going to wrap things up with Joe Perry's Run Run Rudolph and Megadeth's She-Wolf. Only here on Chuckle's Crypt, Rhode Island Free Radio. Org. Please. 